Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you'll find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life just a little bit better each and every day. My name is Dave Jordan and thank you very much for joining me today. And a particular thank you to our listeners from Russia. That's right. You helped this podcast get to number 21 in Russia this week. Not quite sure how that happened, and I really do hope you can understand everything I'm saying on this podcast with my very thick Aussie accent. But all of our listeners in Russia, thank you very much. And in fact, let's do a shout out to all of our international listeners. We have people who listen from Canada, France, Germany, the Maldives, Nicaragua, Russia, Taiwan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. So for all, again, all of our international listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, it's awesome to know that this is reaching you all around the world. So again, thank you very much. And a big thank you also, uh, a number of you have left ratings recently, five-star ratings, in fact. So thank you very much for that. And if you haven't done that yet already, please make sure you do. Just scroll down to the bottom of your podcast app now leave a rating and a review that makes a really big difference for me and for this podcast and i'll make sure to read your review out as a fan of the week now for today's episode i'm going to be focusing on something that i've been working on a lot myself lately in fact even just over these last couple days it's pretty fresh for me and it's already making a really big difference and i know it can for you as well and this one is for anyone who experiences fear and is inhibited by fear that you experience in everyday life. I'm not necessarily talking about the big fear that we have in danger situations. I'm talking about everyday fear, like the fear of not being good enough or humiliation or embarrassment or failure or you know, the fears that lead to things like procrastination and when you worry about judgment and when you're not able to be yourself because, again, you're too fearful of what other people think. So what about you? You know, if you were fearless... In the everyday sense, what would you do differently? What would you have done differently today or what what could you do differently during the day coming up? If you were fearless, what new job would you go for or promotion or what goal or dream would you pursue or what new hobby would you go for or who would you talk to if you were truly fearless in the everyday sense? What would that feel like? What thought processes would be different? How would you talk to yourself differently? And what would you do differently? So as we go with this episode today, keep coming back to that. What if you were truly fearless in the everyday sense? So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. And again, this comes out of things that I've been working on myself a lot just these last few days. So the other morning, my youngest son came into my bedroom at about 5 a.m. in the morning. And he wanted me to walk him back to his, to his room. And when I came back, I couldn't get back to sleep. I was laying in bed and I just had all this stuff going through my mind. Like I'm working on two projects at the moment and I just had all this doubt start to creep in. All these thoughts of what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm investing all this time, money and energy right now and nothing comes of it? What if people actually don't like them and don't want to use them? And, and then what? I've wasted all this time, money and effort. And for the next hour, I couldn't sleep because I just kept having these thoughts going through my mind. And you know in those fearful moments when the response is fight, flight or freeze, for me in these moments, it's like a freeze response. I don't want to take action. I procrastinate way too much because I come up with all these reasons as to why it's too hard. But in reality, it's actually based on that fear of judgment, that fear of failure, and that fear of 
what if I'm not good enough? And when I eventually got out of bed, I was getting myself ready for my morning workout and the chat with Matt Griggs came to mind and he spoke about the way that we process with the fear. Go back and check it out if you haven't already. But I had this thought of what if you were fearless? You know, what if these fears, these thoughts, these doubts, what if they weren't here right now? What would you do then? And then I realized that, okay, if the fear wasn't there, if the doubts weren't there, if those negative thoughts weren't there, I would get on with the work I need to do. I'd get creative and I'd make the documents I need to. I would reach out and get onto the people who I need to test these different things for me to see if they work. I, I'd get myself out there even more. And it was really interesting. When I had that realization of what if you were fearless, it's kind of like this weight lifted off my shoulders. Like I had this greater sense of freedom and permission in a way just to get stuck in and to be focused on the process. You see, beforehand I was too focused on the outcome and not enough on the process. I was worried about the outcome not working, not happening or, or it failing instead of let's just do this step really well right now and then let's do the next step really well also. Now, because I've been thinking so much about fearlessness and, and the difference has actually been making for me in these last couple of days, I put a question out now for Do Better Facebook group. I asked you about what would you do if you were fearless? And the number one response that came back was believe in myself more. And that was closely followed by make a change in my life. And I'll do an episode soon on making a change in your life. But today, let's focus on the idea of believing in yourself more because I wonder if, like you said, I wonder if a lot of these other fears, self-doubts, so on, if they come out of this idea of believing in yourself a bit more. So we're going to have a look at that today. And I'm going to go through some of the processes I've been working on lately, as well as some other tips to help you increase that self-belief. And then at the end, I'm going to put in our very first Feel Good Friday episode on You Are Enough, just in case you need that extra little boost at the end as well, just that reminder that, yeah, you are enough regardless of all this other stuff. Now, before we dive too much into the idea of believing yourself more, let's just break open what I mean about being fearless. You see, for a long time, I used to speak about fearlessness as rubbish because we need to have fear because fear is really important. And yes, it is. Fear tells you that danger is present and you need to be cautious and take proper action. It was our caveman survival instincts. There's a tiger. You need to either fight it, flee or freeze to protect yourself to be safe. Today, however... We experience fear in many other situations that aren't life-threatening. We experience fear in terms of judgment and embarrassment and failure and what if I'm not good enough and other things like that as well. So when I'm talking about fearlessness today, what I mean is in these everyday areas, so where there is no fear about embarrassment, there is no fear of failure, or maybe you experience those emotions that you would connect to fear but then you process them really quickly and well and you let them go so they can move forward without those emotions now. So that's what I'm talking about fearlessness today. Bravery for me is while you are experiencing these fear-driven emotions and there's nervousness and anxiety and doubt, taking action anyway, taking action in spite of the fear. That's what I call bravery. Now, recklessness is very different to fearlessness. Recklessness is pretty close to stupidity in my eyes. Recklessness is acting without common sense and without caution. So today we're talking about 
fearlessness in those everyday situations. So again, let's look at the idea of believing in yourself more. I wonder if a place to start is instead of looking at, okay, how do I build up my belief? I wonder if we need to start with how do I take away the disbelief? How do I take away the fear? Because what we're saying is if I don't believe myself or if I want to believe in myself more, what that means is I don't believe in myself. So where does that come from? Where does your disbelief in your abilities come from? Maybe that's coming from the generalization of the fear that you experience. And if we are able to take away those negative, unhelpful, false thoughts and replace them with true positives, that would be a big step. That would be a big help. If we can take away that negative thinking, because that thinking leads to the emotion, or the other way around sometimes. Sometimes the emotion leads to the thinking, which leads to the decisions, which leads to the outcome. And this can be a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. For example, if you're like me, and you sometimes feel nervous talking with other people, okay, then because you know you get nervous around other people, You'll be overly sensitive to the feelings of nervousness. So you'll focus on them a lot. You'll get annoyed at yourself for being nervous. You'll get anxious and so on, and the nervousness will build up. So therefore, you'll feel even more nervous in that situation. And because of it, when a social event comes up, the nervousness will spike before you even go there. And that means that you might not even want to go. You might, you might decide not to go. So because you are not in those situations, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to get used to it, to grow in that area. So what we need to do is we need to start by acknowledging and removing those negative thoughts and replacing them with true positives from the past. And this can only start in one place. That is with your self-awareness. Now, just before I mentioned these automatic negative thoughts, and these are called ants for short, automatic negative thoughts, or Stinky thinking. That's the term I use when I talk to my sons, stinky thinking. Now, we take these thoughts as being fact, but they're not. For example, I often fall into the trap of thinking that I'm a terrible cook. And okay, let's be honest, I'm not a great cook. I used to be a head chef at a kitchen a long time ago, but it was more about being a heater-upper, really. But anyway, it's very easy for me to believe that I will never be a good cook because right now I'm not great. The reason I'm not great is because I haven't invested in the time and the effort and the energy and the patience into learning how to become a good cook. But if I turn that around, if I practiced, if I worked at it, if I was patient enough, if I learned enough about it, then I would absolutely get better. So the idea that I'm not a good cook, it might be a fact now, but it will be false to generalize that and to say, I'll never, ever, ever be a good cook because I'm not a good cook now. It's just like when I went to run the marathon. Firstly, I thought I could never, ever run a marathon. And in that moment, it was true. If I tried to run 42Ks back then, I wouldn't have finished it. But it was only until I put the practice in, until I took the right steps, until I focused on the process, that the outcome became more possible. So these negative thoughts about, I can't do this, I'm unable to do this, or I failed in the past, therefore I failed forever, they're only thoughts, they're only beliefs, they aren't facts. So that's one of the very first steps. Remembering that these limiting beliefs that tell you that you are not good enough, that tell you that you will fail or that people will judge you or that people won't like you or that you'll be excluded or, or it won't work out or whatever, they're just automatic negative thoughts that can come and go. They're not a fact. 
we, the first step is to be aware of that, to have that self-awareness, to catch the limiting thinking really, really quickly, be aware of it for what it is, just automatic, unhelpful, negative thoughts, and then let them go. Then replace them with real positives from the past. So another example with that was just yesterday morning. I was getting my son's lunch ready, and this is a and I feel silly about this one, but it's what happened. Like I was getting um, a banana ready for my son's lunch, and I started to go brown on the outside. And I said to my youngest son, I said, "Are you sure you want to eat this banana today because it's going brown?" And he said, "No, Dad, I love them like that. I'll eat it." So I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, Dad, I had one like that just the other day. I want to eat it." So anyway, as I was putting it in his lunchbox. This doubt started to creep in. This fear of judgment started to creep in. And I started thinking, what if his teacher sees it? You know, what if his teacher sees this banana that's going brown? What are they going to think of me? They're going to think I'm a terrible dad, that I'm not feeding my son properly. Then I started to generalize way too much, catastrophize, and started to think, what if other parents find out? Like, how are they possibly going to find out? What if other parents find out and they think I'm a terrible dad? Like, what then? So I started to get this fear of judgment, fear of embarrassment starting to creep in over a banana that was going brown when my son had already said, no, it's okay, I like him like that. So I had to, I caught that unhelpful, stinky thinking. I realized that it was fear-based and it wasn't true. It was just a thought. So I let it go. And I replace it with more truthful, helpful thinking. Starting with my youngest son just said he loves him like that. He had one just the other day and he really enjoyed it. The other part was, okay, the chances are the teacher won't see the banana. So it's fine. The parents, they will never see it. It's okay. And so what if they did? That doesn't change who I am as a human being if they happen to see this banana. And this all came back to during this time when I felt that emotion, when I had those negative thoughts, I thought, what if you were fearless? What if it didn't matter? And then that's where the possibility thinking came from. That's where the more open, realistic thinking started to happen. Okay, so how do we believe in ourselves more? As I said, a big part of it is to be aware of it. Build yourself awareness. Now, how do we do that? Um, mindfulness, meditation of some sort makes a big difference. Matt Griggs uses Keely meditation. I've started using that lately. It's made a massive difference for me. And then when I started to journal afterwards, it boosted, it boosted the impact a lot more. So mindfulness or meditation and then use journaling makes a big difference. And just be aware of your thoughts. Spend time thinking about your thoughts on a regular basis. When you are going between meetings or when you just have a moment to yourself or when you're standing in a line waiting for something, use that time really well just to become more aware. So being aware of the thoughts in the first place is incredibly important because the more we have those thoughts, the stronger and more ingrained it creates that thinking and that negativity and that self-doubt. For example, when I was about six, a trusted adult in my life told me that I had a really bad laugh and that I should change my laugh. That's right. Well, six. She said, no, nah, you need to get a new laugh because that laugh is embarrassing. It's silly. It's stupid. Get a new laugh. And that hit me really hard. I started to lose a lot of self-confidence. And every time something funny happened, I'd do a fake laugh or pretend laugh or I wouldn't laugh. 
um, because I was so worried about being judged from my life. And this stayed with me for a long time. So maybe these negative thoughts and these doubts came from something that someone said to you once. And you kept repeating it over in your head time and time and time again. Or maybe you were rejected by somebody or left out. Or maybe something didn't work out for you. Or maybe something you're working on failed. And you keep reminding yourself of that time and time and time again. So what we need to do is train ourselves. You need to commit to training yourself to be aware of when those automatic unhelpful thoughts pop up and then let them go. That is absolutely key. It's one of the very first steps that we need to do. So once you let them go, replace them with real positives from the past. So if you feel nervous about going and talking to a group, remind yourself of times when you felt really comfortable talking to other people. Remind yourself of the people in your life who really enjoy spending time with you. Then another part of that is what Dr. Justin Colson spoke about at the end of the last podcast episode. The story he shared about someone who was told he could never walk again because of an accident and then he ended up finishing a full Ironman triathlon. And one of the big quotes from that story that's really stuck to me was something that the guy's dad said to him. And that was, look how far you've come, imagine how far you can get. So even when those negative thoughts keep popping up, okay, maybe we made a mistake in the past. Maybe something did fail. That's okay. Look how far you've come since that time. And now imagine how far you can get. Like for my marathon training, that was absolutely critical. Every time I get a little bit further with my training or, or, or run a distance that was my new furthest ever, I'd celebrate that moment and think, look how far I've come. Imagine how far I can get. Now what happens is when you take these small steps – and you celebrate each success along the way. Psychologists call that piling up success. So what that does is it builds up that confidence and that greater sense of achievement. So with that, it's about forgetting to be the best. Like don't try to be the best at everything. Instead, it's all about doing your best to learn and master the craft. Focus on the process and not the outcome. Another key is to think about your strengths. So at the start of this year, I decided to really lean into my strengths in terms of the facilitating that I do, the programs that I run. And I redid the VIA character strength test at the start of the year and came back that humor was my number one strength. So I started to use that a lot more in my programs. And because of that, I felt more confident. I had a lot more fun and it seemed to make a lot better connections with the groups as well. So when you focus on your strengths, you feel better about who you are, you're able to make a bigger difference to other people and the confidence comes with that as well. And again, practice stopping the negative self-talk. I mean, this takes commitment. It's not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and go, what if you were fearless and everything's going to be perfect? It might be a little bit better, but it takes a while. It takes a lot of practice. And I think it's really starting to fall into place for me now because of all this time in Keely Meditation and the journaling, and really trying to work on who I am being, and being even more aware of my thoughts and my feelings, and how that impacts my actions and my outcomes. But as you move forward to being able to believe in yourself even more, commit to it. Remember it takes work. You deserve to believe in yourself. We need you to believe in yourself. The people in your life, your friends and your family, your colleagues, the people who you have the ability and the potential to impact and add value to and to make a difference in their lives, they need you. We need you to believe in yourself. We need you to commit to it. 
because you deserve it and so do they. So over these coming days and weeks, if you would like to get into that space of more self-belief, which is what I'm really working on at the moment, and again, one of the keys for me has been reminding me, what if you were fearless? In fact, long-time listeners, you might remember way back at the beginning of this podcast, I invited you to put a reminder in your phone that goes off every morning with the challenge for the week. Two days ago, I changed my reminder in the morning, and mine now says, what if you were fearless? And it goes off at 7 a.m. every morning, and I don't hit complete. I let it sit on my phone all day. So every time I pick up my phone, I see that reminder, what if you were fearless? And this has been challenging my thinking so much over these last couple of days. So I really do encourage you to give that a go. Put it as a reminder in your phone, what if you were fearless? Put that in your phone right now. Set it to go off every morning because things like this take work. They take commitment. During this whole process, please remember to be kind with yourself. And in case you need the extra boost, coming up in a moment will be the very first Feel Good Friday that we did a long time ago on You Are Enough, just in case, again, you need that extra boost, that extra reminder. Please make sure you do share this with a friend of yours or a family member, someone that you know really needs to hear this today. Make sure you share it with them. Put it out there on Instagram or Facebook. You can tag me at Dave Jorner or at Do Life Better Podcast. Let me know that you're listening. That'd be fantastic. And please do me one big favor. If you could please leave a rating and a review, that would be huge. I'll read your review out as the fan of the week and uh, it just really helps to get this podcast in front of more people just like you. So thanks for spending some time with me today. Make sure you stick around now for the Feel Good Friday on You Are Enough. Your value and worth is absolutely non-conditional. It does not depend on your income, your bank account, the car you drive, the size of your house, your job, the family you have or the one you don't have. It does not depend on whether you are married, single, divorced or going through a breakup. Your value does not change with your mental and physical health and it is not lessened by your weaknesses, especially the ones you focus on the most. Remember that what they say and do is not a reflection of you. They are simply reacting to their own insecurities, hurt and anger. It's all about them and nothing to do with you and your value. Your value is constant, always. From the miracle of the day you were born, your value and worth was there. You did not need to do anything to prove yourself, to win anyone over, to be better than anyone else, to be smarter, faster, prettier, wealthier or stronger. Your value and worth was completely dependent on only one thing. That is, all the perfections and imperfections that create who you are. It is easy to want to be more like someone else. To have their successes, their body shape, their looks, profile, humor, their career, their strengths. But they are already taken. The world already has one of them. It does not need another one. That's why you are here. Because the world needs you. Your family, loved ones, friends, colleagues, anyone you encounter needs the positive difference only you can make in their lives. And you can only truly make that difference by giving them you, your best, authentic, vulnerable, honest, imperfect, work-in-progress you. 
Just as your fingerprints are completely unique and leave a mark on this world that only you can, you have a unique blend of hopes, dreams, capabilities, potential, passion, strengths, likes and dislikes for a reason. To make the difference that only you can make. Remember, when you hold back, you are robbing this world of your giftedness, of what you have to offer. So spend some time getting to know your giftedness and your strengths and use them. Be accepting of your imperfections and the areas in which you are still a work in progress. Find the activities that light you up and immerse yourself in them. Because when you do, not only do you build your confidence and your sense of overall positivity, you also light up those around you. You are enough, always. So there we go, everyone. That was our very first Feel Good Friday. And I hope you found that inspiring and helpful for you. If you did, I'm sure you know someone else who could really benefit from these messages. You know, maybe there's a friend or a family member or a loved one or a colleague or just someone that you know who's going through a tough time. Maybe they're experiencing some self-doubt or low confidence. You know, maybe you could pass this on to them today as a way to help boost them, to help them see their own worth and believe in themselves just that little bit more. So again, please do share this out with your families and friends. Of course, leave a rating and a review. I hope you did enjoy again this very first Feel Good Friday. And of course, I can't wait to join you next time.